This is Hour 2 and powered by Junior Prospect Hockey League, Western Canada's newest developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level at JuniorProspectHockeyLeague.com. I'm continuing to speak with Mike McMahon for a college hockey preview. He's a college hockey insider. Read his Substack. It's great stuff. So, Mike, let's talk about the CCHA and what's going to happen in this conference. I find it interesting because this is a conference, although... I don't know, maybe it's because they don't have the the universities that have great buzz, but they're dangerous teams, all of them. I remember, like, one of my favorites is, is Minnesota State, right? One, I like their jersey and their colors, but two, yeah. they seem to have, like, these big, heavier, grindy kind of teams. So I just – I don't discount what they do, particularly when you get into the playoffs, when it's a one-and-done situation – Sure, maybe, you know, in the in the regular season, they get a little dismissed. But when it's a one and done, those are the teams that can come up and bite you in the ass. They are. And they've got a few teams like that in this league. You know, I think Minnesota State, even though they've had the coaching change and they've had some turnover, with, they're still going to play, I, I think, a lot of the same way. Because yeah. there's an identity there. Northern uh, Michigan. Would, Northern Michigan's like that, too. Michigan Tech is like that, too. Yep. Michigan Tech, to, to me, is one of those – sleeper teams nationally because yeah. of who they brought back, particularly Blake Pietro, the goaltender who for my money might be the best goaltender in the country. Uh, and his, and his brother's <laughs> brother could put up some points uh, as well. So that Michigan tech team has probably the most talent in the league at all those different positions. Uh, they're also bringing the kid Austin Swankler from Bowling Green. He's not eligible right. the second half, but they bring him out of the portal. That's a team that, has that combination of some skill. They also play kind of similar to the way that Minnesota, they just play really hard. They play like an NCHC team, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so that's a, that Michigan tech team, I think is one of those sleeper teams nationally for me, where not only should they be the top team in the CCHA, they're a team that I think can make some noise nationally. And if they go on a run at the right time, like if it starts, you never know, like this stuff has to come together. Right. But if yeah. they go on a run at the right time, they could be a team that we see goes through regionals and, and, you know, is on one of those runs where they go to the frozen four, because I think they have the goaltender and they have the talent and they play a style that could make them one of those teams. I find when I've seen them play as, you know, obviously we're taking a lot of stuff from last year, but they seem to be opportunistic in terms of their goal scoring, right? It's, you know, the, all their guys, funnel to the net they're like second chance rebound team right and then they collapse really well in front of their goaltender it's kind of like if we're in our defensive zone we've like they control the house and then they have the goaltending right and that's to me is in college hockey to me goaltending is everything if you got a great goaltender you can like you can make a long run and be super dangerous yeah and if you want to talk about experience i mean blake piano has been a starter there for Three, I mean, this will be his fourth year as a starter. You know, he's played almost every minute the last three years for that team and has save percentages of 934, 918, and 924 in those three years. So he's a going to be 24 year old goaltender by the time the season ends. He's been really good with a ton of experience. Like that, that's a guy that is not going to be phased going into a big game. Uh, and look what he did over the weekend. I mean, they played Minnesota Duluth, the Hockey Hall of Fame, U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame, yeah. in, in this week and open the year. Made 48 saves. A, a, a game where 
the team didn't really play particularly well. They gave up 50 shots on goal. He made 48 saves. They still get out of there with a 2-2 tie. He's that type of, of game changer where even on nights, if, if the team doesn't play well, and I don't think there's going to be a lot of nights where their team doesn't play well, but on those nights where they don't play well, they got a goaltender that can bail them out. And, and there's not a lot of teams that have that. There's a lot of teams that have good goaltenders. There's not a lot of teams that have a goaltender who can completely bail you out and get you points on a night where you just don't play very well. Thoughts on some of the other teams in the conference? Well, you know, look at St. Thomas. Uh, let's look at Lake Superior, Ferris State, Bowling Green, Bemidji State, Aug. You know, because I know there's some NHL guys out, you know, the, you know, executives and broadcasters that are Bowling Green alumni, and they're always wondering how good Bowling Green's going to be. So talk about some of those other teams in this conference. Uh, Bowling Green, I think, is going to be – it's going to be a weird year for the – I, I, there's so much mystery with that program right now that we still don't know. You know, they had the situation with the, the hazing uh, investigation right. that was open. Austin Swankler makes, uh, well, he came out and said he was the one that filed the complaint. He ends up transferring to Michigan Tech as part of that. Uh, and now there's an investigation ongoing. And, and the troubling part is the school still hasn't said anything. So all we right. know right now is Ty Eigner, the head coach, is is on leave. Uh, Curtis Carr has been the, the interim head coach while, that's, while he's been away. Three players have been suspended. They haven't named who those players are. We can kind of deduce who it is by looking at who played and who didn't play over yeah. the weekend. But there's more than three players who are out of the lineup, so we can't say for sure. But until we kind of know what the situation is there, it's hard to say what type of year they're going to have. I think they've got a really good goaltender. Uh, I think Kirsten Stover is going to be able to keep them in games. They, they did lose some scoring, I thought, you know, back in the summer that, that Swankler was going to be fine and, and filling that void. Now he's gone too. So you look at that and go, where, where, where are some of those goals going to come from? Uh, so they're a team that could go really in either direction. It, it wouldn't surprise me if in a situation like this, as we've seen with teams, it can cause guys to to band together. And and now all of a sudden you've got a, a much closer group and a much closer room, and your team has a lot of success because of that. We, it could also be a situation where it kind of rips things apart and your team goes in the other direction. We just don't we don't know what's going to happen here. I think it's going to be interesting to follow over the course of the year. Uh, St. Thomas, a team you brought up, I think that this team is really good. Uh, they're still not even eligible to make the NCAA tournament yet. They're not going to be for a couple of years because of those reclassification rules. Right. You have to be four years as a D1 before you can even qualify for the playoffs. Uh, but this is the same. Which Thomas I don't like. That, I'm just saying that up front. Oh, it's a dumb rule. Yeah, it's yeah. such a dumb rule. Uh, but they rely. You look at their their numbers last year. It, it was almost exclusively fresh on who they relied on, yeah. and they played well down the stretch. Like they were just about a 500 team down the stretch, just below a 500 team. And now they come in here and look at what they did over the weekend. They split with St. Cloud and almost beat them in the second. Almost almost swept St. Cloud over the weekend. Uh, one you know a really good NCHC team. They. That, uh, to me, is an indicator that, hey, this team is ready to make a move. It's not going to be a move that they can do anything with in the playoffs, nationally speaking, anyway. Uh, but there's no surprise that St. Thomas is going to be a strong program. They're right in Minneapolis. Uh, you know, they're they're right in kind of the heart of, of, of hockey country in the state of Minnesota. Their facilities are going to get better. They're building a new rink, I believe. So there's a lot of reason to be excited, and they're not going to have – you know, they're not short for options on players being in you know right in the Twin Cities. So uh, they're a team that I think could make a, a significant move this year as well. What about uh, Ferris State? We haven't had a chance to talk about what you think, or Bemidji for that matter, both those teams. Yeah. Yeah, Bemidji, you know, they're, they're kind of similar. I think Bemidji's going to be a team that's a little more experienced. So uh, at least early in the year, 
they should have a better goal. But Ferris State, they'll look good over the weekend. They played Miami and uh, came back. Well, they, they lost the second game. But in that first game, they were down, I think, 4-1 to one in the third period, scored three goals, came back, won the game in overtime. Overtime, five. yeah. So it, it shows you that there's a little bit of fight in that Ferris State team. And they're, they're also a team that's, that's older. You know, they went out and, and – grabbed a couple of grad transfers out of the transfer portal. So they're a team that has a lot of experience on their side as well. I think that's going to, that's going to bode well for them, especially in a league at the CCAJ where the guys tend to be, the, the, the teams tend to be a little bit older, uh, even in the way that they recruit. So uh, that should make them competitive. It made them competitive last year and Bemidji's kind of built in the same way. Right. Uh, who do we miss? We got one more. Oh, Augustana. So what's Aug going to do? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're another one where I think they should be a team, kind of like St. Thomas, who should be really good pretty quickly yeah. because they've got they've got the building. Yeah. They've got a ton of money behind it. Like they got they they you look at the building they're building, they're building like an eighty million dollar facility. It's it's state of the art. So uh they've got a lot of money behind them, which is is number one. That that's gonna bode well for them. Uh, I think that's why the CCHA took them right away. Right. Really, I mean, as soon as they announced the CCHA was like, hey, you're in, you know, because they, they know what type of program they're gonna be. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have, I, I think, some struggles early on because they're they're brand new. They took some guys out of the portal, but they're going to be very freshman heavy. So they're going to have some struggles on a, on a night-to-night basis. But I think overall, you know, they're a team that when they're they're ready to, to be full members of the CCHA in two years, because they're kind of half members this year and next year, when they're full members in two years and, and things really start to get going, they're a team that I think can be pretty competitive pretty quickly just because of what the, the resources they have behind them. Well, that matters when it comes to recruiting, of course. So we're yeah. going to take a short break on Hockey Prospect Radio. We'll be back with more college hockey preview with Mike McMahon right after these important messages. <laughs> 